Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Clashing in Traffic. I'm your host, Catfish, and I appreciate y'all coming along with me on my drive to work this lovely Tuesday morning. Y'all, it's uh, it's been a bit since I last was able to give y'all a full episode. Uh, I gave you just a short little bonus episode last weekend explaining that uh, on Tuesday when I normally do my recording, uh, this past Tuesday, that I was actually going to be out of town. Uh, my son graduated uh, from Liberty University, summa cum laude, with a Bachelor of Science in Communications. I uh, couldn't be more proud of that guy for everything that he has gone through the last four years, all the hard studying that he's done, and it is uh, paid off with a diploma. Got to see him walk across the stage on Tuesday for the School of Communications graduation ceremony, and then... We drove back up there, uh, rented a big house on a, a golf course at Smith Mountain Lake, and had a bunch of friends and family come and join us, and we got to watch the virtual commencement for the entire university. Uh, the commencement address was given by Mr. Tim Tebow, actually by who is now an honorary Dr. Tim Tebow, so if you're a... If you're a Tim Tebow fan and any of the things that he has to say, he gave a fantastic commencement address at the Liberty University commencement uh, this past Saturday. Um, if you'd like to check it out, um, Liberty University's YouTube channel does have that up on their uh, on their channel, and it was a it was a great address. It was a good time with friends and with family. Um, spent a bunch of time out on the lake. Uh, the place that we rented had some kayaks for us to use, so we all went out there, got wet, enjoyed some beautiful weather, and uh, just some fun times. So uh, it was a good, relaxing vacation. Uh, I still got my my Legend League attacks in, but I, I opted out of war and didn't want to have to be on any sort of timeline uh, for that. But we still got still got everything going there. So what do we have going on in Clash of Clans? Since the last time we spoke, uh, SCCWL has wrapped up. And uh, we all, in my clan families, we all did fairly well. Uh, the Knights of Zion, we were able to stay in Champions 3. Our, our goal, our stretch goal, was to maybe get promoted to Champions 2 this month. Uh, however, we were in a league that had a lot of close competition amongst everybody below number one. The, the number one clan was the guys that ended up beating us the first day. Um, so a big congratulations to Viet War for getting promoted. Uh, we in Knights of Zion, we ended up with 266 stars. Uh, won five out of seven wars, ended up with those 266 stars, uh, which led us to finish in sixth place. I think it was a tie for sixth place, as a matter of fact. So 266, we stayed in champion three. 268 stars was where number seven ended up, and they got demoted. 264 stars was second place. So there was very little difference between um, in, the, in the star count from second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, they were all really close. Uh, Viet War, uh, they won out. They ended up with 320 stars. Uh, so they were the ones that got promoted up to Champion League 2. Now, we did have two guys who missed attacks. And I'm going to assume that those attacks would have been two stars. So that would have put us at 200, 
and 70 stars up into second place. One of those missed attacks, even if they didn't get a star, all we needed was percentage points, we would have ended up winning in day six, which would have given us those 10 bonus stars. So we could have and should have ended up with 280 stars for the week, uh, which would have still ended up in second place. Now, missing attacks in, SCC, in SCCWL, in a clan that likes to stay organized, make sure that we have people who are signing up for the league, uh, it, it's, it's never good. And especially this week in day number, I think I said five earlier, but I believe it was day number six, the day that we lost by percentage points, we lost to a clan whose name was Ishigan X. Uh, and my man, the hammer out there knows exactly what I mean by Ishigan X. Um, we don't like to say that full word in my household. Uh, again, I'm a huge fan of the Ohio State University football team, and we do not mention the team, the name of the state of that team up north. Uh, and I'm probably more upset about losing to a clan with that name than I am about that missed attack. But that is what it is. We'll get over it, right? Uh, Eden's Edge. Eden's Edge is sitting in Crystal League 2. Uh, they finished right in the middle of Crystal League 2. Did well. I had my Town Hall 11 down there. I think I ended up with 19 stars, me and Big D on our Town Hall 11s. We were kind of battling back and forth between who was going to get the most stars there. Uh, because, I mean, come on. Town Hall 11 in Mixed War is so easy right now. I think all I did was Zap Witch. Uh, I may have adjusted the number of quakes that I took, but I pretty much had the same army cooked the entire week and just went in and found a base to hit. Uh, I think my first three hits as a Town Hall 11 were against Rush Town Hall 12s, and still, Zap Witch at the Town Hall 11 level is unstoppable. All you have to do is be able to zap out the Inferno Towers and then put in some golems and witches and just let it go. Uh, and I am essentially doing the same thing right now on my Town Hall 14 in Legend League. I'm using a Zap Witch uh, where I'm zapping out a Scattershot. Uh, or if I don't feel like there's a good enough value, if, if they have those Scattershot Islands where the only thing I can get to is a Scatter, then I'll go for like a multi-targeting Inferno. But right now, Zap Witch is what I'm using on both my Town Hall 11 and my Town Hall 14, and it's just OP. Um, it, it, as long as you get the splash damage zapped out right and use your Warden ability in a smart manner, it, it just cannot be stopped. Um, it's, it's, it's good stuff, and I'm probably going to get some uh, some hate mail from those guys over on that uh, The Only Clash podcast for being a, a dirty witch spammer. But you know what? It's working. It's getting the things done. I ended up uh, in my Town Hall 14 in the Knights of Zion. I finished the week uh, with two or three triples. Um, I was just, I think Big D and I ended up tied for the number of stars, but he had some better defense. Uh, neither Big D nor myself got tripled at all on defense the entire SCCWL in Knights of Zion, uh, but he ended up with two one-star defenses, and I only had one one-star defense, so he beat me out there. Um, which brings me back to Knights of Zion real quick with SCCWL. Uh, the top five shout-outs, uh, 
number one in the clan this past uh, SCCWL was Big D, uh, hooking us up with a couple triples. Um, everything else was two stars, and on defense is where we rocked it there again. Uh, he had two one-star defenses. Everything else was two stars, and usually not super high percentage two stars. Uh, so we've got some decent bases going there. Hopefully they will hold up for us a little bit longer. Uh, second on that list is some plebish dude named Catfish. Not sure how he ended up on that list. Uh, Trent Pole. Trent Pole is he is our main leader in Eden's Edge, and we brought his Town Hall 14 up to Knights of Zion every once in a while to come and help us out there. And this past one, uh, he came in about halfway through the week and just started tearing it up. Half of his attacks ended up being triples, uh, so he ended up being third place in Knights of Zion in our top five. Uh, and then rounding us out at number four is our base builder, Duressi, and then W. Parker finishing up the top five. So Big D, some pleb named Catfish, Trent Pole, Duressi, W. Parker. Big shout out to you guys for a fantastic performance in the Knights of Zion SCCWL. Uh, the rest of the team did well too. We did not have a, any, we didn't have any one-star attacks, uh, which I know if you're sitting in Champion League, that should be the expectation, but we do every once in a while end up having some one-star attacks, and that, that really helps us. Uh, we did have two, again, no-shows, but not having any one-stars is a positive thing for us, so moving forward, hopefully we'll continue with that momentum and be able to push a little higher starting next month. Uh, again, Eden's Edge stayed where they were in Crystal 2, and then the other news, I don't talk about these guys quite as much, but the third clan in the Klaus family of clans is the use code Klaus clan. Uh, that's the clan that Klaus started with his Rush to Max series and is now in his Farm to Max series also. Uh, that clan is essentially run by W. Parker and Kratos, uh, who used to be Lucifer and in a use code Klaus, I believe his, his account there is called Hero. Uh, so those two guys run that clan for Klaus. They ended up getting promoted to Crystal 2. So, the Rushed Clan, use code Klaus, is now in the same league as our 11, 12, 13 clan that's not Rushed being Eden's Edge. So, next month, when it turns June SCCWL, we are going to coordinate the spins in those two clans, and hopefully, we will see some uh, Klaus Family versus Klaus Family action in the SCCWL Crystal League 2. If you happen to also be in a Crystal League 2 clan, uh, hit me up on Discord. Maybe I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek as to when we're going to be doing that spin. It'll be a 30v30 uh, Crystal League 2. Uh, and, and maybe we'll be able to hook up with you guys in some of that Crystal League 2 action in SCCWL in June. Uh, COTP plebs, uh, as usual, the plebs were outmatched by the town hall levels in our Silver League 2 battle, but it didn't matter because we actually have almost all of our guys making their attacks, and all of those other clans down in the Silver League are just not nearly as active as us. So we ended up second place in our Silver League 2 match, which gets us promoted to Silver 1. I firmly expect next month is going to be a little bit more difficult on us. Uh, we are starting to notice a little drop-off in activity. It's, it's getting a little bit more difficult for us to field a 30-man a roster. So we, I'm actively recruiting y'all for the COTP plebs. If you are a Town Hall 9 or lower, come and join us. It's been a great time with guys from 
just about every single podcast, every single Clash of Clans podcast out there has somebody in that clan. Um, and it, it's been a, it's been fun because we really are active. We had that long streak of not losing any battles or any wars. Uh, and now we're kind of going back and forth. We've finally gotten into a place where we're getting even matches and we're having some fun. The matches that we are losing are, are, are pretty close. Uh, the matches where we win, sometimes it ends up being us getting a perfect or nearly perfect war and the other team only getting in maybe half of their attacks. Uh, so if you are at Town Hall 9 or lower, uh, I think our bottom cutoff is probably going to be Town Hall 6. Uh, feel free to come join us over in COTP Plebs. If you need a link for it, check us out on the Clash on the Potty Discord server. Uh, ping me and I will get you a link over to that. If you are in the clan and you don't have access to the Plebs channel in the uh, Clash on the Potty Discord, make sure you, you, you ask somebody in the hangout over there to give you the plebs role so that you can have access to clan chat in our discord server what other events have we had going on as i was reporting that last uh short episode last uh well it was two sundays ago now uh it was getting towards the end of the battle day in the air pods war team airheads versus team air uh, e-drag walkers uh, I had mentioned that I had to do a Gova low on my Town Hall 9 that ended up being just a high percent two-star because, come on now, Gova low at Town Hall 9 is not a thing. <laughs> uh, my next attack, I went in for my typical Q, my typical Queen Charge Lalo, a TDH-style attack, and man, I ended up with another high percent two-star wasn't able to triple that base. Uh, my, I think my queen's at level 16 or 17, uh, so I had a time fail. She just got stuck beating on a wall and couldn't get through it. Because, man, I'm used to, like, my Town Hall 14 or my Town Hall 11 queen, and they get through walls, even the higher level walls, much faster than a level 16 or 17 queen can. She'll get, you know, stuck on a wall or on the storage and be there forever, so... Yeah, your boy Catfish ended up with two high percent. Two stars in that war didn't do so well on my Town Hall 9. My Town Hall 14, about the same thing. My Town Hall 14, I spun and I got a E-Drag Bat with the army that I got. Now, I've used Drag Bat, uh, and I actually like Drag Bat. It's, it's one of my... Um, one of the attacks that I will use in war that, that's gotten me several triples. Uh, and I had just recently spent some time farming in Legend League with uh, a drag bat, but I've never used e-drag bat, so I, I try to do a little bit of research on, on how I can make that work. I go in for that attack, and I had planned on using a Yeti bomb and a blimp, or maybe I even had uh, dragons and loons in the blimp, just to, to stay in the air thing. Um, and as I was dragging my screen across so that I could go and drop off another funnel troop, I accidentally dropped my stupid battle blimp where it didn't need to be. And then I had to rush, you know, dropping the warden down so that the warden's ability could keep that blimp alive. It, it was just a mess. Uh, you know, you, when you, every once in a while you end up fat fingering something stupid like that and it throws off your entire plan. Uh, I still was able to get a two star out of it. Uh, but nothing near like what I had planned. Uh, my bats ended up getting roasted because I wasn't able to get down as many of the splash defenses that I had hoped. 
because I happened to come in at a completely different angle to ensure that I got that town hall after screwing up the battle plan. So for my next attack, I decided, all right, I know that there's not really a base out there that looked great for this E-Drag bat attack, but I really wanted to try it again. So I tried my hand at an E-Drag bat, even though I could have used any, any attack I wanted. I tried my hand at an E-Drag bat a second time in that war. I uh, did a little better because I didn't screw up the battle blimp, uh, but again, I ended up with a, uh, a high two-star time fail uh, because, doggone it, E-Drags are so stinking slow. Uh, I think I had every defense down in that second attack, and it still ended up being a time fail just because those things move so slowly. So, yeah, E-Drag bat, not a thing I will ever be doing again. <laughs> But thank you, uh, thank you to the Clash Files family uh, for hosting that event and getting me to at least try out a couple other attacks that I'm not used to using. We ended up with Team Airheads defeating the Team Air E-Drag Walkers, just barely. Uh, so congratulations to Dynamite on winning that free gold pass. And hopefully your gold passes are that same $8,000 like with Drake's were. And uh, you'll be good to go when Drake sends you that that cold hard cash for that uh, gold pass. So congratulations again to everybody out there. I think we all had a fun time hanging out and trying all kinds of craziness. And I will say after this AirPods war that uh, Team Ground Pound is definitely the better team for me to be on. I'm I'm no QC Lalo expert. I know we have several guys on our clan that are, and yes, I will admit that if you know how to use it, it's probably the strongest attack out there, the most consistent attack out there. But I have just never been able to master it the way that many others have. So yeah, I'm I'm team ground usually. The other event that we had going on was the Town Hall 14 Fun Time. Uh, I had to back out of that event because my travel plans changed a little bit uh, with going up to, to visit my son and staying up there at Smith Mountain Lake. Um, so I wasn't going to be available for War Day at all. And I'm, I'm glad I did opt out because, you know, like again, we had such a good time hanging out with our family uh, that I did not feel bad about missing that event. So thank you to my guys from the Knights of Zion when I put the call out and said I needed to get two uh, substitutes in there for that war. We had plenty of folks that volunteered and stepped up. Um, and I know that we were worried that going into a war search with 50 Town Hall 14s was going to end up taking forever. But it ended up matching pretty quickly. Um, there was another event clan uh, I think they said it was from Germany, um, but that event clan must have been searching before us, and in our search for that, again, I wasn't in the clan, so I didn't get to see it all, but from what I read in the Discord, that search didn't take very long. We matched up with another event clan. They ended up, We ended up losing, I think it was 116 to 118, um, so down by two stars and had some some noob that, that forgot to attack. I don't remember who that was. Um, but really wouldn't have mattered because all the other all the bases were two starred already, so he could not have made up those stars to win the war. Uh, so good job out there doing some crazy things. I guess those guys they had they got assigned which base they were going to hit. They didn't get to pick their first hit, um, so they just had to go fresh with whatever the, the number generator gave them. But I do want to give a shout out again to my man Big D. 
Uh, Big D is our dirty rotten gemmer over at Knights of Zion. He went into that war and ended up being number one on the map and came out of it with a six pack. Uh, so his first hit was a fresh triple on whatever the random number assigned to him was, and then he got a cleanup, uh, a cleanup triple. So come out of there representing the Knights of Zion very well. Nicely done, my man, Big D, throwing the hammer down and getting the six pack in the All Town Hall 14 war. What is going on now? We've talked about events that we've had in the past. Uh, there are going to be more events coming up in the future. If you'd like to get involved in any of those, be sure to head on over to the Clash Files Discord. Uh, so discord.gg slash Clash Files. Check out the calendar there and see what events they have coming up. Our girl Proverbs 31 has a birthday coming up soon, and we are tentatively scheduling a birthday war for Proverbs 31. Don't have any of the details on that yet, but we do look forward to seeing what's going to happen with that in the next month or two. So right now, in-game, we have several events that have been going down. There was an, a Baby Dragon event that just finished up. Uh, I don't know if anybody else does like I do, but I always make sure to complete those events. Even if I don't think I need the thing that they're giving away, those prizes turn into gems. And y'all, I need the gems. <laughs> I spent a ton of gems finally buying all of the war base slots. So I was running pretty low on gems. I'm in there, uh, had gotten down to, seriously, I was in single digits on gems. And then I realized that I had five hammers or five shovels of obstacles. And you know what? The gems from the shovels are far greater than the benefit of moving a silly obstacle on your base. So I sold off all of my hammers. Uh, Tribe of Jude is not going to be very happy with that one. But I sold off all those suckers and got the gems for them. Can you believe you get 50 gems for one of those shovels? That is awesome. Uh, I love whenever I see one of those shovels come up because I know I'm about to get myself 50 gems. Uh, the, the Baby Dragon event, I believe the Baby Dragon event was for some wall rings, so I definitely wanted those so that I can uh, begin, I can knock out getting all of my walls up to the Town Hall 13 max. I've got just a handful of the new walls left to get up to Town Hall 13 level, and then I can start working on getting my Town Hall 14 level walls done. Uh, but my walls are going to be one of the last things I work on, uh, well, that I focus on uh, as I'm working on everything else. The other events we've got right now is Furious Fire for using a Super Wizard. Uh, and it, the number of troops that you have to use in these events <clears throat> varies from Town Hall level to Town Hall level. And I always assumed that the lower Town Hall levels always required fewer of the troops than the higher town hall levels. That's not always the case though. Uh, we last month had an event for using ice golems. My town hall 14, I only had to have one ice golem in the army. Which, okay, great. I think I replaced one of my regular golems with two ice golems, so I had twice as much as what I needed on some of those attacks. And then I decided to switch things up and I ended up putting a, an ice golem, Pekka and Giant, into my clan castle and that is how i finished off that event on my town hall 14. i go down to some of my other accounts 
and I do the same thing. I'm like, hey, give me an ice golem in my clan castle. And I'm I'm plugging away, doing some attacks, and then I check my progress, and my progress was zero. Because on my Town Hall 9, I had to use two ice golems to complete the event. What sense does that make? My Town Hall 14, I only needed to have one ice golem. My Town Hall 9, I had to have two. So I had to completely fill up my clan castle with ice golems to complete that event on my Town Hall 9. Uh, I'm not sure what the thinking is behind that one, Supercell, uh, but you're, you threw a monkey wrench into my uh, ability to get all those done on all the other accounts. I don't always finish all the events on all of my accounts, but I do always get them done on the Town Hall 14. Uh, so right now, I am doing the one where I need a Super Wizard, so I typically run with two Yetis and three Sneaky Goblins in my Clan Castle, which ends up being usually a log launcher. Uh, so I send that in towards the core, the little Sneaky Goblins pop out, and even if I'm not right on the Town Hall, they will run. Hopefully, if I have been able to funnel all of the other storages away, they'll run over and take care of that Town Hall. Three Sneaky Goblins under Rage. After the Town Hall has been hit by a couple logs, it usually drops pretty quickly. Uh, so I ended up taking out one of the Yeti, putting in a Super Wizard, and adding a couple other, I think I added a couple other Sneaky Goblins, and, and whatever, I just filler, that's all I need. Uh, so that's how I'm completing that event. And that one's given me a, a Super Potion for boosting Super Troops. Uh, that I will be holding on to, because I am always going to have Super Wall Breakers <laughs> boosted in my Super Sauna. Uh, they are definitely my favorite of the super troops. Uh, I know that right now this, the super archers are starting to become a, a thing. Uh, I, I mentioned Big D six pack in the All Town Hall 14 war, and he did that using super archers. Uh, there's a lot of folks that seems to be coming into meta right now, um, even more. So I know a lot of the pros have been using them for a while. And it seems like a lot of us casual folks are finally starting to pick up on that and using those sneaky archers some more. The other event is the absolutely barbaric event for using the uh, the rage barbarians over in the builder base. Uh, again, I only use the builder base to help out my main village. Um, so the, the reward for that is a clock tower potion, um, which, yes, the clock tower potion boosts the gem mine, which, I mean, that's really the hero over there on the uh, on the builder base, uh, but I believe you get more gems just from selling that clock tower potion than you do from letting it run and getting the gems from it. So again, I, I sold off that clock tower potion uh, to give myself a couple more gems. And then right about the time that I'm doing that, I'm feeling good because, I, like I said, I got down to single digit gems, I sold off some shovels, uh, got some of these events coming up so I can get some more and then I finally did it. I don't know why it took me so long on my main account, but I finally finished off the Sharing is Caring uh, achievement for donating so many spell space. Uh, so I got the 500 gems from that. So now I'm sitting pretty. I got me a couple hundred gems, and now my clan is uh, getting donations a little bit faster from me. Uh, so make sure that you're checking out those events that they have coming in. Go to that news section, tap on the events, and see what they have going on. Even if you don't think you want the, the reward from it, those rewards always turn into gems. Uh, this week, I'm sure a lot of us who have the gold pass have finally unlocked our Jungle Warden skin. 
and you know i don't know how i feel about the jungle warden he definitely fits the theme of town hall fourteen but i do wish we had been able to finish out the rogue set which makes me wonder you know i back in some of my first episodes predicted that we weren't going to get town hall fourteen in the spring update and now after seeing this month's warden skin i have to wonder if supercell didn't push that update to town hall 14 a little earlier than planned i'm wondering if they saw that most of the people uh, that there were a lot of people who had been fully maxed at town hall 13 and they actually put it out a cycle earlier than they had intended because if you look at the the 18 month timeline that they said that they wanted to stick to that would have put us at the summer update um, there are a couple other things that kind of led me to believe that we weren't going to be having Town Hall 14 when we did get it. And I'm wondering if maybe they had planned a Rogue Warden skin that would have come out already. But they had to send that back a little bit so that they could have this one that matched to the new Town Hall. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll never know if they had changed what their original plan was. Just some of the rambling thoughts of Catfish as I'm stuck in traffic this morning. As far as any other updates, I know that we have seen some sneak peeks of some of the new defensive, uh, the, de the new levels of defenses that are going to be coming out that was in one of the update videos from Supercell. Holy cow, dude! Man, people just don't want to ever look what's going on in front of them, do they? Cutting me off. Wow. Okay, anyway, back to what I'm talking about. What was I talking about? Wow, that dude really threw me off. So let's talk maybe a little bit about updates that or upgrades that I have going on on the base. Uh, my Town Hall 14, I have now finally finished off my Eagle Artillery, my Scatter Shots, and my Inferno Tower. So I really feel like a good defensive Town Hall 14 right now. Good morning, sir. All right, sir. You have a great day. Thank you, you too. And a shout out again to the security guards over at my place of employment. Uh, good guys we have working in there. Thank you all for keeping us safe from the crazies out in the world. So I finished off my core defenses. I got those up to max level. Uh, my Giga Inferno is going up to level five right now. And my five builder huts are working their way up to level three. Uh, so I do feel like I'm almost a real town all 14 now, at least on the defensive side. Uh, I think I'm sitting at like number three or four on the map in Knights of Zion, uh, which is, you know, it's a decent place to be. Uh, my offense is coming along. All of my pets are at levels three and four. I've just now started to work on getting my heroes uh, moved up a little bit. I didn't feel like I needed to prioritize the hero upgrades quite yet because, you know, you can get the, the hero potions to boost them up to max. Um, so I wanted to work on getting the pets up before working on the heroes. Uh, but after SCCWL was done, I did drop my warden and my royal champion because I was overflowing on dark elixir and a regular elixir. So I dropped those guys down and continue to farm in Legend League without a warden and without a royal champion. Uh, thankfully, I was able to stay up there in Legend League. I did dip below 5,000 trophies briefly for a day, 
Uh, but this witch spam attack that I am using right now, my zap witches, I was still able to triple a couple bases without a Grand Warden and a Royal Champion. Once you get down under that 5100 mark or even under the 5000 mark with the guys that are on the verge of getting booted out of uh, Legend League, those bases become quite a bit easier uh, to attack. Uh, they're, they're not quite as well designed. There were several bases down there, so I'm running a Zap Witch, right? And I'm, I'm hoping to zap out a Scattershot and something else. <clears throat> there, was a, there were two bases in particular, the two that I can remember tripling, where they had both of the Scattershots, the Eagle Artillery, who was not Max, and a Multi-Target Inferno, all within range, of the Zapquake. So I was able to zap out all of that and thought, who on earth designs a base like this? This was nuts. Tripled the base, no Warden, no Royal Champion, just overran it. The very next hit was almost the exact same base. So, guys, <clears throat> don't don't put all of your main defenses in a space where they can be Zapquaked out or you will just be opening yourself up to a lot of trouble. Uh, I have even seen some bases like that in war, and anytime I see a base like that where it has both the scatters next to each other, uh, I'm quick to claim it because, again, I am not ashamed of my witch spam attacks that can triple silly bases like that that are not designed well. Uh, I did hear some guys that were talking about getting their, their storages done. Um, I have only upgraded one uh, each of my storages. And the reason that I have done one of those was so that I could hold enough gold and elixir to do some upgrades. But I have not made them a priority yet. Uh, once I got one of each upgraded and then got the to the 20% discount because of the gold pass, uh, I was able to upgrade everything um, on the base. So I, I could hold enough loot to upgrade everything on the base. So I, I have not focused on upgrading them yet. Once my builder huts are done um and actually in the next week i'll probably start working on those because i'm going to have six storages left right and i have six builders so as these builder huts and my giga inferno finish i might start prioritizing those so that when we get to the end of the season uh, i can hold on to more loot uh, that won't just be disappearing as i'm building armies right because you get that that season bank and if you're in Legend League, you don't lose any loot while you're attacking, so the only time you lose loot is when you build an army. And uh, unfortunately, because of the way that we have it set up, where you get that season bank right as SCCWL is starting, we're not spending all that loot on the heroes. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably upgrade those storages come soon um, so that I'll be able to hold on to more loot and take more advantage of the runes that I have sitting in storage. I have a rune of each of the three resources that are already in my storage and then I still have the runes that are in the gold pass to be able to use so on my next round of upgrades they're going to be coming quick uh, I've got things timed out to where all of my builders are about a day apart but when I get towards the end of that with the sixth builder I may or may not have enough loot in storage so I'll be relying on those runes to be able to get me over the edge to finish off all of those upgrades So I mentioned in the, the last short episode uh, where we were talking about Town Hall, my Town Hall 9 having to do the, the Gova Low attack and how there was different leagues and whatnot for all the various different Town Hall levels, right? And I also have my 
podcast Deuces clan, which has kind of sat inactive for a week or two because during SCCWL, I didn't run any wars over there because all of us were busy doing CWL uh, with our main accounts. Uh, and then this past week, I was out on vacation, so I didn't spend any wars over there with the, all the town hall twos that we have. But did y'all know there actually is a town hall two community? Uh, I am in the official Town Hall 2 community Discord server, and I believe today is the last day to sign up. There is a Town Hall 2 tournament that is going on uh, next week. Uh, I didn't sign up deuces for it. I'm not sure that, that we uh, are good enough at Town Hall 2 to be able to participate in a tournament, but that just goes to show how innovative this clash of clans community is they have taken the absolute lowest of the low town halls that you can actually play and and, and do things with outside of the the town hall one tutorial and have created a war community around that and are going to be having this big tournament around that town hall two is very difficult if it's just limited to town hall two uh, CC troops and, and attacking troops. If you don't put, um, if you don't put like a baby dragon or a couple loons in the CC uh, when you're going to attack something, and all you're attacking with is barbs and archers and a couple giants and some goblins that are all level one, even with just the two cannons in the archer tower, it can be really difficult to even two-star another Town Hall 2. So it's it's an interesting thing uh, to be able to go down that low and do a little bit of war at that level. Uh, so I might check out some of the tournament that they have going on. I don't think I'm going to enter Deuces. Uh, unless this this episode gets published and the couple guys that are hanging out there in Deuces uh, waiting for another war spin uh, want to participate in that, hit me up on the Discord and uh, maybe we'll go ahead and enter that tournament before it would be the last day and then getting right down to the wire to be able to enter. Um, but yeah, if, if you want the link over to the Town Hall 2 community just to see the things they have going on, uh, I found it from the uh, the Clash of Clans Reddit, did some searching in there and, and found the official Town Hall 2 community. Uh, it's it's kind of small, but you know what? Uh, it, it's been interesting to read through some of the things they have going on over there. So there's there's tournaments always going on in various different leagues for multiple different town hall levels. And uh, if you've ever had the bug to play at a little bit more competitive level, I do encourage you to, to jump into one of the larger Discord communities. Um, the, the Clash of Clans Reddit Discord is where a lot of those types of events and leagues and things uh, get announced. And there's links to all the, all the other major leagues that are out there uh, if you'd like to get involved in those and, and many of them you don't even have to necessarily be a pro to just participate in and have some fun um, I've, I've not I've not gone in and, and competed myself in any of those I've tried to help a few other folks out uh, like Alpha League has some 1v1 stuff where you go into it um, you know 5 is the lowest number that you can take in the war but essentially it's just the 1v1, um, where the other four accounts 
that are in the clan are just fillers or donators uh, and I've gone into a couple of those and done some donations um, so that the the attackers can have some CC troops uh, so there's there's all kinds of different competitive level things that you can get involved in and still you know be mostly free to play right because they'll match you up uh, based on what your town hall level is and, and what your weight is and, and you can still be competitive even at a free-to-play level so if you're interested in that kind of thing go ahead and look out there if you want me to to send you some links hit me up on discord and I'll hook you up with some of the guys that I know that are involved in those communities so that you can get uh, you know get your feet wet in a little bit of the competitive play of Clash of Clans. So I think that's about all the Clash talk that I have for this episode. Uh, into the Coffee Talk segment, um, I'll be posting in the Coffee Talk section uh, a link to this coffee that I'm drinking right now. I, I did post kind of a, a sneak peek picture of it. Uh, on our way up to visit my son, we stopped at one of our, our favorite roasters uh, that we we pass by on our drives back and forth between where we live and where our son goes to college. Uh, and the name of the roaster is Ironclad Coffee. Uh, they are in Richmond, Virginia, uh, and they sit in an old um, fire station. It's a, It was a fire station built, I believe, in the late 1800s. Um, it is just a really cool looking old building from the outside. They have completely renovated the inside to, uh, you know, kind of have this old school vibe to it. They, they've still got like the loft and whatnot where the, the old firemen would, would, would sleep. Uh, that's now turned into like a seating area. Um, they still have the big giant uh, garage doors on the front that they'll open up in the summertime so that it's, you know, got some, some fresh air coming in there and it's really cool uh, they've restored an old shoe shine station from one of the historic hotels in richmond virginia now richmond's uh you know ripe with a whole ton of u.s history and this shoe shine station that was in this old historic hotel has had people sit in it from oh man some of our former presidents of the united states going back to uh, the 1800s, uh, Elvis Presley and uh, Frank Sinatra sat in this and had their shoes shined as they were waiting to do shows in uh, in the Richmond area. Um, so there's a lot of cool history and, and kind of a hipster vibe that's in there. You know, the, the baristas and whatnot are, are they, they dress up and, and look the part. They look kind of cool. Uh, so it's just a neat area. If, if I were to be able to open a shop, that building that they have and kind of the vibe that they've got going is exactly what I would want to try to emulate. Uh, but the coffee that I picked up was actually called Mermoose. Yeah, so like mermaid, uh, so half mermaid, half moose, I guess, which which made me chuckle, chuckle uh, because one of the guys that uh, is pretty active in the the Klaus family Discord server and one of the uh, the recruiters and co-leaders for uh, Eden's Edge is our guy super moose and for whatever reason i made that that that, that coffee made me think of him uh when, when i saw it but it is it's a single origin in that the beans all come from one farm which is what a lot of us coffee snobs look for but it's a blend also in that they take about it's a i think they have the percentages on the bag where it's like 57 percent of the beans are roasted light which is going to give you that brighter fruitier note 
and have a little bit more acidity to it. And then the remaining 43% of the beans, uh, they roast to more of a medium profile, uh, medium roast profile, which is going to then provide some of the darker, more chocolatey notes, um, kind of a, almost like a brown butter kind of flavor that's going on to it. They say that this coffee, while it's called Mermousse, its tasting notes, they say, are blueberry cobbler. Now, blueberry is a very, it's a very common f tasting note in some good quality coffees. A lot of Ethiopian coffees, when they're roasted lightly, have a lot of blueberry flavor to them. Uh, but this coffee is not from Ethiopia, which Ethiopia is the birthplace of coffee. There's more about that. I'll get into some of that history at some future point. Uh, but this is actually uh, from Colombia, from Via Inez. It's a, a natural process, uh, and it has a ton of blueberry flavor. And I love the mixture here where you've got this bright fruity note from the light roasted beans, and then you've got a little bit, a little bit darker, a little bit nuttier uh, with the medium roasted beans mixed together. And it really, it... It's all natural. It's just coffee. There's no artificial flavors added to it. But when you take a good sip of that and, and you breathe in the aroma, it really does taste like a stinking blueberry cobbler, y'all. Uh, and it, it's fantastic. So again, uh, Ironclad Coffee Roasters out of Richmond, Virginia. They're Mermoose uh, Roast from Columbia uh, is absolutely fantastic so there'll be uh there'll be a link to that coffee and that roaster and i'll, I'll post a couple pictures in the coffee talk section of discord uh, so again you can join me in the clash on the potty discord server uh, if you join that server make sure that you go to the self-roll section and react to the family podcast roles where it has the fish because you want to follow and have access to catfish's channels in that server and uh go ahead and chat with me there give me any notes or any suggestions for things that you want to talk about uh, i know that 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 tribe left me a suggestion for some things about upgrade order and i kind of i kind of hit hit on that the last episode or two uh, but maybe i will give a little bit more detail on some of the the things that i think through when I'm trying to decide how I'm going to be upgrading. Uh, I, again, I'm a fan of Klaus, um, Klaus Gaming, uh, and the way that he upgrades things. He put out a, an upgrade guide, goes into detail about which defensive upgrades have a priority based on how much DPS they're adding, how many hit points they're adding to your base, uh, cost and, and, and time, and it's, he put a lot of work into this Google document on on how you're going to want to upgrade if you want to add the most HP and the most DPS uh, as quickly as possible, which is what I think the new meta is. Uh, it kind of goes against the old 0.5 meta, uh, which many of us say is dead, and then I, I said that and got some some kickback on discord that there's several folks that still do that and if that's the way that you go where you want to upgrade only offense first and hold off on the defense some guys think that they're still getting a benefit out of that in in war matches um after oh it was a few years ago when supercell tried to adjust the matchmaking algorithm to you know counteract some of the engineered bases that were out there I really feel like the the 0.5 system lost a lot of its edge and the 0.5 system really only worked 
if the whole clan, I mean, you got the most benefit out of it if the whole clan was doing it. Uh, if you only had one or two people who were doing that system, but everybody else was just doing their own thing, uh, it didn't give you quite as much benefit. So if there's anybody out there that is sticking to 0.5 as a clan, uh, where once you get to a new town hall level, you are not upgrading any of the core defenses first, you're not adding any of the new defenses first, uh, but you're focusing strictly on, say, offense, uh, storages, camps, and, and throwing all the extra loot into walls until uh, you get all your offense up. Uh, let me know. I'd love to see maybe a war log of, of how your matchups are going. Um, but again, if it's only one or two guys in the clan that are doing it, I don't think that that's giving quite as much benefit, but if you really do have a clan that's sticking to that old .5 system, um, I'd love to stop in and, and see how your matchups are being impacted. Uh, because for us, when we're talking Town Hall 14 only war, um, it doesn't appear that any of the .5 stuff is working. Our low guys on the map who are low because either they didn't drop their new defenses uh, or haven't upgraded any of the core defenses, they have about the same amount of offensive power as those of us who are upgrading all the core stuff first, but their defense is weak enough to where they, they're just getting tripled. Um, maybe in SCCWL where it's a one-hit format, uh, then the guys who are lower on the enemy's uh, war map uh, are of a similar or could be of a similar weight. Maybe we're getting some advantage there, uh, but I don't, I don't really think so. Um, I, 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 again, I'd be interested to stop in and see how some of those war logs are for, for clans who are sticking to 0.5. So that is going to be it for today. Uh, thank y'all for hanging out with me. Uh, thanks for the patience with me taking some time off to hang out with the family. I do plan on the next couple weeks, at least, uh, being on back to the regular schedule. And uh, I look forward to hearing from everybody in all the different discords that I'm in. Um, oh, I do have one other quick announcement. I'd like to welcome somebody. I kind of mentioned this last time um, when I talked about how I feel like the Clash of Clans podcast community is a little bit more serious uh, in their gameplay and their strategies and whatnot than the average YouTube fan, right? We've got... I, in Klaus Gaming's uh, clan, we've got the half a million YouTube subscribers, and we get a lot of fans who want to apply. And many, many, many of them are rushed or, or don't have a good, a good grasp of the types of attack strategies that we're looking for. Um, but we've had a few guys who have come to us from the podcast community, and all y'all, uh, I think you've got an advantage over the YouTube community. But we had somebody apply before last SCCWL uh, who was going to hang out in his old clan while some of his uh, heroes were upgrading. He completed his SCCWL there and then joined us over in the AirPods War. He was on Team Airheads for the AirPods War. And once the AirPods War was over, he came on over to Knights of Zion and has started his trials there and has been doing really well. Uh, he made a splash into our Discord, uh, kind of jokingly talking about um, Queen Charge Laloon being a Spamish. 
and that that set off some of our pro uh, league guys who they use it in a very methodical and precise fashion. But I do have to agree with him that those of us who are casuals and we just spam in our Lalu, our Lalo, uh, we can still get our two stars, maybe not our triples all the time. And it, it certainly can be a spam army, but that's it's not going to get you those triples if all you do is spam it in. So, yeah, he, he came in, said some things that, that got uh, some of our guys talking, and uh, I don't know that everybody at first realized he was joking. Uh, so there was there was a lot of discussion going on there. But I'd like to welcome Forco over to the Knights of Zion. Uh, he brought his Town Hall 13 over, is doing some trials. Um, and I, I really like what we've seen so far. Uh, he's been active in the chat and uh, hitting up a lot of the uh, the friendly challenges. And the thing that, that part of the reason he came over was he said he, he's, he's played in league for like the Town Hall 11 or 12. I don't remember what he said now. Um, and I know he played with, the, with his Town Hall 5 down in league also. And wanted to learn a little bit better at the Town Hall 13 level. And he came in and immediately started asking questions and learning things and taking, getting tips from some of our guys. And is already, you know, showing some improvement on things and, and picking up some of the strategies. So uh, uh, thanks for coming on over, Forco. I uh, look forward to the rest of your trials. I have been out for the last week or so, so I haven't been checking out all of the war attacks. But I'll make sure that I get your, your current... Uh, war attacks into the log that we have on our on our discord server so that we can be voting on your trial soon but uh i i i'm i'm happy that we have been able to get a few recruits out of this podcast community so anybody else that is interested uh in coming over to the knights of zion uh with town hall 13s or 14s or to eden's edge with 11s 12s 13s and even 14s if you're new and and, and don't want to be able to don't want to have to war against other uh town hall 14s yet um, hit me up on the Discord and we'll put you over there and give you a trial. Uh, if you're not rushed, again, not rushed, we don't take any rushed accounts into Knights of Zion or Eden's Edge. Uh, same thing with COTP plebs. We're looking for anybody that is Town Hall 6 through Town Hall 9, not rushed. We don't want any rushed accounts up in there either. Uh, hit me up on the Discords and we'll, we'll find a good place for you. Uh, until next time, I hope that y'all will have a great week in Clash of Clans. And I hope that you will stay safe and have some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now, y'all. Wait, what's that? Sparky, speak up. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Now you'll talk. What's that? I got something wrong. In the, the SCCWO recap for KOZ, I got the wrong stars. Well, why didn't you say anything while I was actually recording that segment and wait until now after I've already published the... Okay, you know what, Sparky? You're going to have to walk from now on. I hope your thumb's ready to go hitchhike. All right, so apparently I got the wrong stars. KOZ finished with 266 stars in sixth place. Seventh place had 264 stars. Second place had 268. Apparently, Sparky, who's now out on the side of the highway with his thumb up in the air, says that I got those backwards. Sorry, y'all. Here's the correction for it, and uh, if anybody's looking for a producer position, let me know. Drop a resume, because I'm about done with Sparky. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye.